Grab a snack, pull up a chair, and pass the remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Nick Owen, hello, and Tina Chalmers. Hello, hello, guys. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year! This is our farewell to 2017 episode. Uh, most other movie shows do it before the end of 2017, which I always think is poorly done because yeah. movies come out before the end of the year. That's right. Well, wrap it up in December when you can wrap it up in yeah. January. That's mm. it. So we are we're gonna catch. I mean, that be, that being said, most of them are American. They get the movies before us, so. It doesn't matter, but we don't get them. We have to wait till Boxing Day for some of them. So we're going to wrap it all up now. Nice. How was your little break, guys? We haven't been here since before Christmas. No, so. that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be nice to have said it was a relaxing break, but as you know, working in retail, it's the busiest time of the year. It's the most busiest yeah. time of the year. It certainly was. Mm. It was pretty nuts. And then, you know, you don't get a break once Christmas is over, then you've got Boxing Day oh, and, no. like, subsequently Boxing Week. I'm always... Every year, I'm always surprised that people want to spend money on Boxing Day. Yeah. It's like the biggest day of the year, isn't mm. it? I will Shopping. say this. They did seem like a different trend this year. Like, we we hit our budget. We were busy. But, like, it wasn't... Like, we killed our budget. Like, we crossed over comfortably, but just enough where I was like, oh, people are starting to realise, I think, that the same sale, like, goes for a week. Yeah, that's right. The Not only only that, but as a person who doesn't work in retail, as a person who likes to shop... Boxing Day sales are the worst of all the sales because it's literally like 20% off selected stock. If it's 50% off, it's only on like the shit The shit that's there. Every website that I was looking at, Dotty, Danger Field, even JB Hi-Fi or like... Well, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know, like um, clothing stores, shoe stores... It's all 20% off, 20%. 20% off is basically nothing. Mm. I might as well not go shopping. Yeah. yeah. It, it, 20% off is a lot, right? If you are in desperate need of a TV. Yes, or, or like a that. fridge yeah, or something Yeah, that's like right. That. It's like, oh, well, we might as well do it now. Mm. Because if, you want a pair, if you want a pair of shorts or something, yeah. it's not much difference between $88 and like $68 yeah, or right. something like that. But um, my favorite bit was um, some part of this um, uh, Simpsons group on Facebook. Um, and this girl posted up how she was, um, her, her part, her husband was at work. She was home with the dog. So she was just in bed watching reruns of the Simpsons and she was like, oh, I'm a crazy little cinnamon bun. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in the exact same yeah. situation. James is at work. I'm just with the dogs. I'm literally watching Victoria and I'm just like rugged up in bed. And I had like three naps that day. It was amazing. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. Mm. One boxing day. I'll learn what that's like. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, so... That's how you should spend Boxing Day, though. I like, mean, ideally, it, I would. Screw yeah. everybody who... It's like, oh, second Boxing Day comes out. You've got to go shopping and everything. Like, that just makes more traffic on the roads, more consumer society. Just, like, dude, spend one day relaxing, dealing with your food coma. 
and just yeah. doing fuck all or for anyone. Stay in bed, grab your laptop. Mm. Sailors are you can buy stuff yeah, online. Buy stuff online. Definitely. You'll get it like a week later. Anyway, cool. We've mm. just tanked the retail yeah. industry. <laughs> and destroyed Christmas. Yeah. Alrighty. What a post Christmas. Uh, let's dive into it. I imagine it's going to be a pretty long episode today. We've got a bunch of like wrap up. We're going to wrap up a few different things, do our top 10 list, top 5 list, that sort of stuff. Um, plus, we have a big surprise at the end of the episode that Nick doesn't know about. Oh my god. Uh, and I then don't plus... know about it either? No, you do. Oh, okay. Uh, is, it your, uh, is it whether you made your movie thing? I was going to say, plus, oh. some, I was say, plus some idiot tried to watch 265 movies last year. <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk about that. Um, but let's hit some news first. Uh, I only have three bits, three bits of news today, yeah. Um, and they're not even... Well, one is pretty cool. The other two are uh, fine. Uh, the first one is that uh, the fo- folks at Fox behind the Deadpool movie have released a new poster. And there it is there. It's called The Second Coming. Oh, cool. I actually think it's kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Can I'm, I zoom in on it? Yeah, we'll do it this way. Oh, nope, they made it worse. Great filling the air time. Oh, ha, ha. Who's the guy? Cable. Which is, is Josh Cable? Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. So he's like one Wait, of the... Wait, isn't Josh Brolin also playing Thanos? He is. And oh, now okay. that Disney owns Fox, I'm sure there'll be some great jokes about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like a time-traveling mutant. So he's okay. like in the X-Men comics, but then they create this other team called X-Force, and they're kind of like Suicide Squad a little bit. But yeah, anyway, so they released a poster a few weeks ago, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Looks cool. It just makes me want to watch this movie even more. Um, the next bit of news I've got for you is about the HBO Watchmen TV show. Um, it was announced yesterday, uh, I think, that the story of this show is not going to be based on the comic book at all. So it's not going to be the story we've seen. The Damon Lindelof, the showrunner, was basically like, look, we all saw the movie. The movie got it like 98% right. Why What's the it? point in redoing it? Yeah, he goes, so we're going to do a brand new original story set in the present day, but with those characters. And people were outraged. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that's a good idea. Like, I agree. I'm like, yeah, I saw Watchmen. I was surprised when they wanted to do a show. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely watch the show. But if you tell me the exact same thing I've already seen, I'm like, all right. Like, that's where I, the problem I had with the first couple of episodes of Series of Unfortunate Events. Like, I love that sh- Netflix show. This couple of episodes, I'm like, yeah, I saw the movie. Like, mm. they covered these, if it was more than, I think it was like four episodes because like, they mm. covered like those three arcs yeah. in the movie. So I was like, this is fine, but you covered a lot of this already. So uh, I think it's a good idea. The final bit of news is, it's not a confirmed news article yet. It dropped almost some, I want to say about three weeks ago. But more and more people are starting to report on it now. So I'm thinking there might be some truth to it. So take this with a grain of salt. But I'm... Look, if this news is true, this is awesome. Um, it's regarding the future of Ben Affleck in the DC Universe. I'm just going to read what was posted because I think that's easier than like me trying to explain it. We'll break it down after this. Uh, so Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill will be renewing their movie contracts in January 2018. If all the negotiation goes through, Ben Affleck will not only become the leader of the DC movie universe, but he will also direct the next Justice League film. Henry Cavill, Superman, will have approximately three new movies and two cameos according to the contract information. Uh, if this goes through. So basically, they've, because they've talked about like how the, the Snyder's out, it sounds like Affleck's going to take over and he's going to be running DC. Which mm. I'm like, this is good news. He's mm. a good director. He likes his character. It also, I read another article which didn't even say this, that Ben Affleck is going to be starring in more movies as well, but not the Matt Reeves one. Like, he wants to direct a Batman movie. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe the Matt Reeves one might be like early Batman because you know how they're not like that standalone Joker film with Scorsese and all this stuff, yeah. so maybe this would be kind of like, it's part of the universe, but it's early universe, and then Affleck will do his own Batman movie. Yeah. 
Plus, he's going to do just like, and Cavill's going to be in like, yeah, three more Superman movies. And mm. This is good. Well, not three, I'm just saying, not three more Superman movies, but like three more movies mm. with Superman as a main character. So, probably yeah. Man of Steel 2, Justice League 2, and then maybe and and Flashpoint, mm. probably. Yeah. So, I mean, that's quite a turnaround, though, isn't it? Because from the vibe from the last six months has been that he's. He's leaving that franchise, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, no one came out and said anything. He was saying that he was looking for a cool way out. And the other thing might be, because it talks a lot more about directing and, and kind of running things, maybe he's like, look, I'll star as Batman one or two more times, but I don't want to leave this universe. I just want to star in him. I'd rather focus on creating. And that's cool as well. Like, when he directs... Like, if you've watched uh, Gone Baby Gone, mm. like, fantastic film. Probably the best of his films, except for maybe Argo, because... He's not focusing on directing and acting. He's just directing, and it's mm. a really well-made film. So, I'm all for this. I hope it's true, and I hope Henry Cavill gets to you know renew his contract and gets to be more films. Because even though we said a few weeks ago that yes, he has been in just about all of the movies, I feel like we haven't really had a good Superman character until Justice League. Say we will about the film. I think they nailed Superman. So I'm all for this. I'm hoping it's true. And that's all the news, guys. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that's short. Um, yeah, I, I that's good news to me that. I really like him as Batman, um, like his films. I think, like, I thought I saw a headline somewhere that said something similar, like he was going to start running the production or something like mm. that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Good news. Mm. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, DC need something. They need a shot in the arm and get this thing back on track. So, mm. yeah. Uh, mm. Cool. Should we... Reviews next or trailer trash? How do we do this normally? <laughs> uh, we so... do reviews then yeah. trailer trash. Yeah, yeah reviews and yeah. trailer trash. Cool. Um, have you watched any movies since we last sat down, Nick? I don't know. I doubt it because it was right before Christmas and we got, we got very busy then, didn't mm. we? You, if you have, start reviewing it. Well, Tina and I went and saw two movies, so we can yes. talk about... We can review two movies. Right. Well, I finished The Hitman's Bodyguard. Remember I gave you a review uh, yeah. up until halfway. Oh, what did you think of the end of it? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Good fun. Really liked it. Yeah, it was, it was. That's fun is the word. It was really yeah. funny. And like those two were a good double act. Who's Who does it start? Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah did yeah. you watch it? No. It's it's kind of funny. I like it because it's like one of those ones where they're clearly just like, they let them swear. Like, they were, yeah. like Samuel L. Jackson says like, motherfucking heaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Mm. It's also nice seeing Ryan Reynolds play the straight man. Like he tends to yeah. always be... The funny guy. The goofy comic mm. relief. I actually watched another movie with him recently called Mississippi Grind. I won't review it, but like it's this serious film about gambling and gambling addiction. Like it's got him and Ben Mendelsohn in it. And like he plays the straight man, but it's not like a comedy at all. Like it's just like him serious. I'm like, wow, this is really different. I'm not used to seeing him play so serious. It was good. Mm. Um, but yeah, Hitman's Body Guy is a lot of fun. Um, cool. Well, the first movie Tina and I went and saw uh, was Paddington 2. Aww. The sequel to the uh, smash hit Paddington. Actually, yeah. it was pretty successful, the first yeah. one. Um, we liked it a lot, even though we found it a bit sad. We were like, this is great. But <gasps> Tina was like, oh, I don't know, you know, it might be sad. I'm like, Tina, this one is the sequel. It's going to be set in London the whole time. If they're not in that jungle, we are not going to cry. <laughs> Opening shot of the film, in the jungle. I'm like, Tina, no, no, get ready. I, just thinking about it now, I'm tearing up. I cried so much in that movie that at the end of the movie... The kid in front of me, when the lights came up, turned around to have a look at me to see what the person behind yeah. him who was going, <laughs> like, you know, when you try and you hold it in, like, so it's just, it's just tears streaming yeah. down your face, but then you can't hold it in anymore. You go, <laughs> and it's always at the quietest moment. So you just hear that person going, <laughs> and oh my God, I cried and I cried. I can't like, cause so you hold it, you hold it as much as you can. And I came home. 
And I was sitting on that step. I was like, James, Lucky and Luna are gonna die. Like it was just, it just made me question my own mortality and like, how how can I love something? I can never love anything in my life ever again, because I I cannot feel the pain of when they pass away. Paddington doesn't die. Spoiler alert. He doesn't die. Nobody dies. But like. It just met. It's just. It's just. Oh it's, my it's, god! It's, it's just so heartbreaking. It's, un, it's unfair. Things happen to cute animals, and that's why. <gasps> so cute. But she was inconsolable. Like she was destroyed for about an hour after the mm. film. I'm not even kidding. Like, mm. I was just like, what know, happens to Paddington in this me. film? Um, well, I don't spoil too much, but we'll say this. Essentially, um, the plot of the film is that he wants to get a present for his aunt. Um, he finds the perfect thing for her, but just like this valuable, like kind of artifact, uh, and he gets a job to start saving for it, and then. Uh, the villain played by Hugh Grant, who's really good in it. Really good. Like he plays like a mar- like he's like an old he's like an old school theater actor. And he's always doing all these different disguises mm. and stuff. Um, so he steals the book and frames Paddington for the theft, and he gets sent to jail. And it is literally heartbreaking because he's just he's so cute and he's so polite, and you're like he doesn't deserve to go through all this. It's <laughs> just so terrible. Yeah. So, I don't know, there's just something about the Paddington movies that ju- are just like a knife in my heart, but it was awesome. It was a really, really good movie. Like, it was really funny. Um, it yeah. had really good pacing in terms of, like, the, the sad moments and the lighter, happier moments. And, yeah, no, it was it was really good. And, yeah, Hugh Grant did a fantastic job. The whole cast is really good. Like, it's... it's... One, like, I think the last one I watched, I'm like, that was a really, like, delightful movie. Like, yeah. even though, like, there's some sad bits in it, like, it's really, like... It's made for pure enjoyment and stuff. I could not watch it again. Yeah, is it really? Hugh, is it, no, it would wreck Hugh me Bonneville? again. Yeah, Hugh Bonneville, like he reprises his role as the father. He's really good. They all do. Sally they Hawkins, who's a really great actress, who's I think she's getting some Oscar buzz for this new flick she's in, um, Shape of Water. But she's really good in it. Um, Julie Walters mm. um, plays like the crazy old grandma. She doesn't have much to do, I think, in this one as she did in the previous one. Yeah, that's true. But she's still good. Yeah, um, she Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson yeah, plays Brendan like in this. this one? Prison thug. Hardened, yeah. Yeah, like he's Hardened the he's criminal. the cook in the in the prison. He's really good. Noah Taylor's in it. Um, Peter Capaldi. Like it's a real cavalcade yeah. of British. Yeah. yeah. Like so many people. I'm like, oh, I know them from this, and I know them from this. So like, like like the Harry Potter films. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is like, it is yeah. Pro- it is produced by David Heyman, who did the Harry Potter films. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah. It's just like every single person who's ever been mm. in a British film has gone through Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Just about. But it's also like nice and iconically London as well. Yeah. Like the street that they live on is very, yeah. you know, Maybe I will check it out. Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy with Slughorn. Oh, horror, yeah. Um, um, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, who I love. Mm-hmm. Jim Broadbent's great in everything. He's so good. I want to see him play a villain though. I'd love to see him like play someone like diabolical. He's played villains before. Probably, but I've never seen. Mm. So I'm just saying I would like to see him. But, um, yeah, no, it's... If you if you have kids, don't bring them to the movie purely because they will witness you crying, and they'll be like, oh, okay. "Me, Daddy, what's wrong?" Oh, I was gonna say, I'm just, like, no, they won't cry. Yeah. they'll witness you crying, and you have to like be a be a tough parent in front of your kids. Yeah, I was gonna say, be like, I don't think any kids were crying in the cinema. The no. only people crying in the cinema were us. Yeah, <laughs> me most of all. Yeah. It was literally like, yeah, oh my god, James. Like within the first. 30, like you know how yeah. like this, the standard is up. You know mm. that first mm. scene in up is yeah. just like oh, yeah. and what's that like two minutes in? This was I shit you not, 
30 seconds in. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with the, this movie. Just to be fair, like, I don't think most people would cry at that, at that part. But um, even I got, like, water. I was like, oh, no, it's already beginning. Mm. Like, um, because you know... No, because, like, you, then you know what happens. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It just, it's a beautiful movie. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But I could not watch it again just purely because I would be an emotional mess afterwards. CG is really great as well. CG like, is fantastic. And I think that's part of the problem. Like, mm. it's so good. That's why Tina was like, so <laughs> affected by it. Like we're, like, we're at the point now with films that, like, the technology's getting so good. And, you know, people point to, like, the Marvel films or whatever. But, like, they made a bear look real. Mm. And, like, believe I'm like, yeah, that's a talking bear. Mm. Um, so how many uh, haircuts would you give it out of 10? Oh, I'd give it 10. I wow, 10. Yeah. I think oh, it's man, going to pop on the list later. I don't know. Mm. Um, I would give it... I'd give it 8. I'd give it an 8. Look, and look, there's not anything wrong with it. I don't know how rewatchable it is, though, for me. Like, I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, oh, I need to go watch it again straight away. So, I'd give it a conservative but delightful 8. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's very strong for both. Yeah, yeah, really good. I had a good time. You guys both... Collectively gave it 18 out of 20. Mm. Crazy. Some of us, I guess, gave more than others. <laughs> um, well, I could have deducted points for it making me cry so much, but I think the point is that it did make me cry. Like, clearly I connected with the movie mm. because it just, like, broke broke my being. Mm. Uh, and the second movie we went saw, so we went saw that on Saturday night. The next day we went back to the movies because every New Year's Eve we're going to see a movie. Tradition that I started and I'm happy to continue <laughs> with. Uh, I'm going to saw Jumanji, mm. the uh, sequel to the 1995 Robin Williams film. It is a sequel. It's not like a spin-off or a, mm-hmm. a reboot. Like it is definitely a sequel, uh, starring The Rock and Karen Gillan and Kevin Hart and Jack Black and Jack Black, of course. Um, and four kids I really didn't care about, but yeah. um, and Nick Jonas. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw him in there yeah, as well. Nick like Jonas, the thing's good. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'll let you start, Tina. I guess. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, as in like a little synopsis. Just what you thought of it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't know what... I I kind of expected it to be a fun action romp, but a little bit shit, maybe. Mm. Because, you know, it's got so much writing on it with the original Jumanji. And, like, you know, these sort of spin-off remake sequel things where they're not really, but they are. Especially 20 years sort of later. Like, that. Mm. like, they have a tendency to not work 100% of the time. I didn't find that at all with this. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. Um, I think the way that they did it was really not clever, but just good. I think they just did a good job with the way that they presented it. I think they knew what they were making. I think mm. they were like, it wasn't like mm. the case with, say, like Independence Day 2, which I haven't seen yet, but like everyone was just like, it's awful. But they weren't like, it was shit. guys, we have to make sure we honour the original. They were mm. like, look, we're going to make a just make a fun movie. Yeah. And like, we'll throw a couple of references in so it ties it in. But like, it doesn't matter. Let's yeah. just have fun with it. And it's just, that's the thing. It was just, yeah, a really fun, enjoyable, action-y um, movie that I, I really, really liked. Yeah. So the premise kind of is, it's very similar to the first one, except like, so it even... Oh, just a minor spoiler. I'll try to spoil too much because mm. I don't know who wants to watch it. Um, but people should go check it out. It's good fun. Uh, it basically starts with like the board game Washing Up on the Beach, which is where I believe it, the last movie ended. Like, was the board game like Washing Up on a Beach, and someone takes it home and like gives it to their kid, but the kid doesn't play. It's board 1993, game. by the way. 1996. 1996. 
doesn't at play this, board games. They play. Oh, okay. They at play video games. Yeah. And because Jumanji is a magical object, which they've now, I guess they always kind of instilled, but definitely instilled in this, it has the ability to change its appearance. So it becomes a video game console, and suddenly the kid's interested. Mm. And that's kind of like a prequel, like to the to the story, and then like it picks up again, like in the present day. But um, so a similar kind of thing happens to the Alan Parrish character in the first one, where like someone gets sucked in. And then they're discovered like later on in the game. But the reverse is the game doesn't open up and come to life in the world. All the kids get sucked into the game. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you get to so see they become their avatar. And you kinda of get to see what Alan might have gone through twenty years ago, like mm. what, forty years ago, whatever it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. back then. Um Which yeah. I think is really clever. Yeah. Because what they've done is in Juman the, the original Jumanji, they've shown us the, the impact of this game and stuff like that. But then we never really get to see like what the world is like. And so then they take us into the world. And I think that's really quite mm. good because then, like if it was just another, they're rhinoceroses running mm. down Main Street yeah, yeah. sort of thing, then you can't like, yeah. And yeah. also if you get someone like The Rock, who is proven to be, you know, I guess the modern action star, like he's kind of today's, I don't know, Stallone or Schwarzenegger, maybe yeah. Schwarzenegger. Like, it looks funny that both of those. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see him... Doing what we saw twenty years ago, you want to see him like in the jungle, like fighting yeah. like warriors mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my. Go on. Mm, well, I was just going to say my only complaints that I have about it, and and these are complaints that I very much can put aside watching this movie. Like it's not nothing. It's it it doesn't abs- it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of watching the movie. But my only complaints with that, I found the characters of the the um the four kids. To be quite, you know, stereotypical, extremely mm. two-dimensional or stereotypical. Mm. Um, so there was only that, um, and like again, it, it, being an action movie like that, they're kind of supposed to be. So mm. you know, you can forgive them for yeah. that. Yeah, they're action movie sci-fi. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and then the other one was um, uh, when you play a video game. You know, you have those moments where you're like. Why can't I just fly the helicopter right to the end yeah. and you know do that sort of thing? Or why can't I just do it do it this way and that way I don't have to I can cut out all that middleman stuff. And so when I was watching it, I was like, well, why don't they, they, they the, the guy can play yeah. video games? Why doesn't he do that? And then the other thought in my head is that well, the video game stops you from doing yeah. that. You're not well, allowed true. to fly yeah, the that's helicopter what I was right well. to the yeah. end. Hmm. So maybe the same thing happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I was this. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, like, I, I, I had a really good time. The, I, I would say. If you could, do, like, if I would do anything, to it, honestly, I would cut like the first ten minutes off and the last five minutes because I just didn't care about the kids at all. Like, it took. A... I think they needed to establish. I know that I know they do, but honestly, like, the first ten minutes was kind of like, can we get into the jungle already? Yeah. Like, but also, like for me, it was like um, because I'm a high school teacher. When the kids get detention, and they're like, and your detention is cleaning out this room, you're gonna do it the Saturday as well. This I'm like. Club. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, Breakfast Club's detention is way more realer than this yeah. detention. No detention is ever, you have to clean out the storeroom on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. It's literally go to this room, write out this paragraph, sit there for maybe 10 more minutes and then leave. That's what detention mm. is. <clears throat> the um, And the principal was played by uh, Captain Holt's husband from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Who I really liked. I, yeah, I, I, I really, really like dig seeing too. him in more and more stuff. He's good. Um, but The Rock's great, like... Just total charm factor the whole yeah. time. Really and it's nice to see him play Insecure. Yes. Um, which, if you've seen Central Intelligence, he has done before. Um, but in this, I don't know, like, it was cool. Like, that's what made me care about the kids. It wasn't the kids, it was the adult yeah, performance. That's Same right. way with Freaky Friday. The first time I saw yeah. Freaky Friday, I was like, wow, Lindsay Lohan's really good. It's like, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is really good. Mm. She's so good, she makes you think Lindsay Lohan is good. Yeah. Like, uh, and Lindsay Lohan wasn't bad. 
No, no, but like she definitely did better films. Yeah, and, like, yeah. But just like that Labor one. Labor Pains, which I haven't seen. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it's one where she's like pregnant or something like that. That sounds very um, pregnant. Being her yeah. magnum opus. Mm. Um, and me and James are not very big Kevin Hart fans. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, and he was fine. It's probably my yeah. favorite Kevin Hart performance yeah. actually. Like he tends to do. I mean, I was gonna say he tends to just kind of yell a lot, and I guess he does that. And high pitched. What you talking about? Yeah. Sort of thing. But the thing is, he is like. He is, he's, he's got a thing, mm. yeah. and you just, in, it's like, do you want this? You put yeah. it in a movie. There's no like, oh, get him in to play something yeah, else. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So, that's right. He's very typecast. I quite like him mm. in little bits. Yeah, I, I didn't mind him in Central Intelligence. Like, I, watched the, I watched the movie on the plane. I thought he was fine. But this I really took, I think making them play not themselves but teenagers... Mm. Worked really well for them. Yeah. Karen Gillan was great. And Jack Black was really funny. Oh my god, he was so good. Yeah. I find him to be a little hit and miss, so... Yeah, I would honestly say this is probably my, like, one of the best things he's done in a while. I mean, I can't... In a while, yeah. Like, especially in a year one. That was oh, shit, wasn't it? With Michael Cera. That was a pile of steaming dog turd. Not dinosaur turds, at least. Mm. Um, I mean, he was good in... Like, I've liked him in all the Kung Fu Panda films. Yeah. But like live action on screen, like this is probably one of his better roles was, in a while. So. Was mm. the um, Goosebumps one? Did, did that? Tank? Oh, is it? I like. I, oh, they're, doing I a, it. they're doing a sequel. I oh, okay. Liked um, it. I did like it, but it wasn't. It wasn't him being like comedic. Like yeah, he, he was a little bit funny, but he was playing him like, like he was playing the straight man in that. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, no, it was really fun. Like I really dug it. Like, um, it's Bobby Carnavale, um, who you might. Carnavale. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're watching Office Bloopers. That's an Office Blooper. <laughs> he plays, um, he's the villain in it. Like, oh, okay. Like, he's yeah. not a very developed villain, but he's also a video game villain. So, like, mm. they kind of. I like the... the video game jokes they made. Yeah, there's some great stuff in there. And they really set themselves up to kind of, like, it's kind of foolproof. Like, any logic issues you have, you're mm. like, well, that's. It's a video game. That's how it would mm. be the video game. Yeah. So, even though the villain's not very good, you're kind of like, well. Well, that's how we would be like, in the video yeah. game. Yeah. Like, in a lot of video games, like, I don't really. I mean, like, I don't care about how villainous Bowser is. Like, he sold the princess. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. that's it. Like, that's all the motive I need to go and, like, jump on Goombas. So, <laughs> so in this sort of thing, it, um, it, like, it might be kind of, like, the best video game movie made, even though it's not based on a video game, just because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I had a really good time with it. Like, it wasn't perfect. I definitely had, like, again, like, the rewatchability issue. Like, I'll watch it again, but probably not for a while. Mm. Um, but I had a really, really good yeah. time with it. I had a very, I was very entertained. Which yeah, you were. cinemas. That's what I want. Yeah. I want entertainment. That was like a good way to end the year for you, I think. It like was, you came out yeah. and you're like, yeah, that's good. Because like every now and then you go see a movie and you're like, eh, well, that's fine. Well, to, to that, actually, that being said, last three years, but this year we saw Jumanji, last year Moana, mm. great way to end the year, the year before that, Force Awakens, great way to end the year. So, yeah, I think it was a, a home run, I guess, mm. in a way, yeah. Awesome. So how many... Um, and Karen Gillan, like, I don't want to sound like a drama. Oh, God. Gorgeous. Just, just eye candy galore. Like. Oh, just Gorgeous. Every time she was on screen, I was like, yes, more. <laughs> Give me more of her. I want her red hair. I want her, like, thighs. Oh, my God. She's just amazing. I was just going to say, brilliant. she's you know, such a great performer, but... <laughs> well, she is. No, I'm, I'm, she just, is. I'm just joking. She is a great performer, but, like, the joke was to set you up. Yeah, I know. Um, how many... Missing pieces? Sure. How many missing pieces out of ten? I'm gonna give it, or, or I'm trying to think of a funny like joke within it. How many handles, penis handles? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second, but yeah. I did get there. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. How many penis handles out of ten? I'm giving it a very strong nine. 
God, you guys yeah. are crushing it. I'm gonna shoot a bit lower now. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, um, I, I had a really good time with it, but um, it, it for me like it, this there, there is some like the kids stuff really like bogged me. I know you need it, but for whatever like the kids just weren't very charismatic. Like there wasn't yeah like this, I just this like the payoff was great, but the setup was kind of weak. Like that's nothing, and it's nothing against those kids. Like I haven't seen any of those guys in films before, so this could be their first film as far as mm. I know. So it's like I'm not gonna blame them. It just for me is like kind of got. It, as I said, I was just in there where I'm like, can we just get to the game? Because that's what I care about. That's why I came here. So I think I've seen Fridge in something before. Probably. Like, not Riverdale, but something like that. Like yeah, Night quite Lights possibly. Or something like that. Um. Oh, it's the guy from um, Straight Outta Compton, isn't it? Oh, no. Um, he's in... So far, she, he's in Shameless, but I haven't seen Shameless. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in Shameless, but that's okay. Um, he's in Super Fun Night. Camp X-Ray. Oh, he's in Star Trek. NCIS. Yeah, he's a, he had a lot of kind of small... Oh, work. I must know him from The Vampire Diaries. Well, that's a CW show. Yeah. So, like, along the lines of Riverdale, so that's probably what yeah, it was. Yeah, so I must know him from that. Um, but yeah. Look, I mean, it's still a strong 7 out of 10. Like, it's still a really good time. Just, yeah, there's definitely mm. room for improvement. Like, again, rewatchability. Yeah. I, I think there's a, lot of pl- there's a lot of space for films where you don't really... You don't want to go in there and like get your calculator <laughs> out, if you know what I mean. Like, you don't want to be um, having to work it out. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Just like, mm. don't get me wrong. Like, if you, I think about all my favorite films when we do those lists, they're all like Christopher Nolan films, which do require a lot mm. of like thought and mm. you go away and you think about it. But like, I'm all for films where you just want to mm. go and have two hours of just escapism. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, that's right. So I'm going to give you a review of it, <laughs> nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, actually, I watched one more movie. I'll talk about. I won't do it like a. Full blown review. I'll just talk about it really quickly. Uh, I finally watched Mother, the Darren Aronofsky oh, yeah. film. I've got a copy of that yeah. on DVD, I, ready uh, to go. But I haven't been game enough. I am um, arguably one of the mo- most divisive films of the year. I think like it seemed to be. I mean, aside from that big one we reviewed the other week, um, but like people tend to come down on it pretty hard. Like critics didn't really like it. Um, you know, it's a Jennifer Lawrence film. I think it was the lowest. Lowest opening Jennifer Lawrence film ever, um, and I think the problem was that people found it to be like too pretentious and a bit too wanky and stuff. And I'll say this: it is both of those things. Mm. But I really liked it. Oh, did you? I had a really. I thought you said that you didn't. Uh, I think at the time, like it's it's a thinker, and it's not a think, and it's not like an obvious thinker where like it presents all the facts. It gives you nothing. Like yeah. the first hour, it's almost like a random compilation of images and sounds. You're just kind of like, what is? What is this? And I had a couple couple of theories, and then by the end of it, I was like, "Oh, I was right." Like I did. Figure, okay, I was like, "Okay, cool." Like I did catch on. Like I was figuring it all out. But it's tough. Like it's dense, and they don't give you a lot. There's no character names. Like you don't know. Like no one has any names, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet it's very random. And then like it just gets increasingly frustrating, frustrating and chaotic. Mm. And uh, that's why you think I wouldn't like it. Um, I think for a lot of different reasons. I yeah. I, I just don't think it, like maybe you would. I don't know. Like I wouldn't say don't watch it, but mm-hmm. I, I think you would struggle with it mm. um but um yeah i really enjoyed it. like javier bardem is really good but he's also really frustrating and jennifer lawrence is you know excellent she's she plays like we she is our entrance point to the film like she's super confused and doesn't seem to know what's going on and i was like i'm glad she doesn't know what's going on because i have no idea mm. like um michelle pfeiffer's in it she's really good ed harris is in it uh donald gleason's in it like it's a really good cast mm. um and do you know what it's about yet yes Okay, because yeah, because so I watched a review of it, and 
the, like I was immediately turned off when I was just like, oh, it's a metaphor for things or something like that. Like the house is, what's the house? The house is something. Um, well, do we want to spoil it? I'm happy to spoil it. Spoil the shiz out of it. <laughs> okay, so the first thing that I, I noticed, the first thing I picked up on was at some point, um, I was like, oh, I think Javier Bardem is God. Like, I picked on that at some point, like, just because, like, because he's a writer and he's a creator, but, like, he, he's very, distra- like, he's very distracted, he keeps doing all these different things. I'm like, I think Javier Bardem's playing God. Either that or the devil, but I'm pretty sure he's God. Um, and then at one, and then, like, I did some reading later, and I was like, yeah, he's God. And I was like, because he, and he keeps, like, doing things that are harmful to Jennifer Lawrence's character, even though they're married. Yeah. And I was like, who is she meant to be? Like, is she, like, Mother Earth or something? She is Mother Earth. Like, she's Gaia. Like, that's what she's meant to be. And the house is, like, everything she's built. Yeah. Right. Like, she, so, li- yeah. she Yeah. Yeah. She literally has lines, like, you know, I've spent all this time building where you've been kind of locked away, like, thinking about things. Um, and there's other things, like, Ed Harris, like, he's just a stranger that walks in one night, and she's like, why did you invite him to our house? Like, I have no idea who this, this man is. And he's like, oh, well, you know, he's a fan, so I wanted to, like, you know, help him out over. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night, and he's, like, sick over the toilet, um, and she sees his back, and there's like a bloody like hole in his back, and he's got a rib missing, and he's Adam. And then Michelle right. Pfeiffer arrives the next morning, and like just out of nowhere, a wife that no one's ever like she's Ed Harris's wife was never mentioned before, and that's Eve. Uh, okay. Um, and so basically, like as the film gets more and more chaotic, it turns out that like all like this writer's fans, uh, pra- practitioners of religion, like they're just worshippers yeah. of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I feel like that now having known that, if I was to watch the movie, I would enjoy the movie. Mm. I think if I was to watch the movie and not know that mm. and have to figure it out on my own, I would find that I would become frustrated with yeah. it. If I knew the metaphor before I watched it, mm. then I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 cool, 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 yeah. cool. Um, and then like the two, like Donald Gleason and like his actual brother, I can't remember that, his name there, um, they show up the next day looking for... Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer because that's their parents and they like argue about inheritance, inheritance or whatever it turns out they're Cain and Abel like two arguing brothers oh, okay. and yeah, then like it results yeah. in one of the brothers being killed like so you the, the other my other question is mm. do you need to know a bit about like religious stories in order to understand the metaphors completely yeah I would not I would say that from, my, from just watching it like I would say yeah. like having knowledge of western religion definitely helps yeah mm. but that being said I think I've given you all the tools you need to watch it now like yeah if you don't like it now, then you just won't, won't, yeah. will never like it. But yeah. I, I dug it even like when I because I watched it and it was all ambiguous to me. And what I did the reading up later, but after I watched, I'm like, yeah, I think I, I really like that. Like if it's like an experimental film, I've got all these weird theories about it. Like I hope I'm right. Like if I'm mm. not right, like I'm probably way off. And if I'm way off, that's fine. But I enjoyed it. But you know, and then the room, I'm like, oh, I'm even more satisfied now that I figured most of that out. Like the only thing I didn't pick up on was the Adam and Eve thing. Mm. I wasn't sure. Like even though a missing rib should be an obvious thing, mm. like. Um, at the time, I was like, I don't know. But like, I picked up the Cain and Abel thing. I picked up the God and Mother Earth things. I was like, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, so how many missing ribs are you going to... I'm going to rate it out of bloody floorboards, okay. uh, which you'll, if you watch it, you'll get. Uh, and I'll give it 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. really? That is stronger than I thought. I had a really good time with it. Like, And I think I'm in the minority. I think a lot of people will kind of struggle with it mm. and won't like it. And that's that's fair. Like... It is pretentious and it is ambiguous. Well, but I mean, I... Darren Aronofsky makes films for a reaction, though I find like, and he's also that... not a mainstream director. Like he, you know, like *Reckoning for a Dream* is a great film, but I would recommend most people don't watch that film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Black Swan, again, like, is a really wonderful film, but again, not for everyone. Tina went and saw it, like, was dragged with it by a friend, didn't know what it was, and mm-hmm. I had to consult it for, like, the hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because it was terrifying. Yeah. It was terrifying. And then the only other one that might be the most mainstream is Noah, which I haven't seen. Um, well, with watched, Emma Watson. Yeah. I, that, I started yeah, watching that, and I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so, I, but I had a good time with it. Like, again, like, it's not for everyone, but um, I, I had a good time with it, just checking Got a reminder on my watch to check it every 10 minutes. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's all the reviews uh, I've got, unless anyone else has anything. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I um, watched half an hour of the worst movie ever made on. on the face of the planet. Uh, so you know how like the Netflix has had really shitty Christmas movies out lately? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. A Christmas Prince and yeah, The I, Christmas Inheritance. I saw them because I searched for Christmas on there, yep. so go on. Yep. Uh, so I watched um, The Christmas Prince, I think it was, and I actually really enjoyed it. I've heard it's like the worst Christmas movie, or like the worst movie of all time. People are like really coming down on it. it. It's terrible. It's it's terrible trash, but it's enjoyable terrible trash. Okay. Not like the how The Room is. <laughs> it's it's enjoyable terrible trash, like how um, some sort of like girly um, B grade movie is sort of thing. Yeah. Like um, the Duff? Sorry. No, the oh, Duff we, is just shit. We tried watching the Duff a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was dragged to that by I got 10 minutes in and I was like, this isn't good, is it? And she was like, not really. <laughs> no. like, I was like, can we watch something else? Well, it was still better than Once Upon a Holiday. <laughs> that sounds Which I terrible. watched 30 minutes of before going, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is I terrible. did see on Netflix when I logged in this morning. I was like, why was she watching Once Upon a Holiday? Because like, I was watching it in the background of like while I was cooking or cleaning or something like that. Um, because Netflix selection of Christmas movies this year has been absolutely horrendous. And I'd already watched all the episodes of Christmas episodes that I wanted to see on stand. And so I was like, all right, well, this will be some sort of, this will be a fun little shit romp mm. where, you know, the girl goes to some n- unreal European country yeah. like Estonia or something like <laughs> Estonia. that. Estonia is actually a real country, so it'll be like yeah. Clovlonia or something. <laughs> yeah. And she meets this prince who naturally has a British accent yeah, for some yeah. reason. Um, and like everyone else in the country looks like a, they've been a slave for yeah. years. <laughs> you know, and he's yeah, yeah. Like the most yeah. handsome piece of shit. Because um, <laughs> like that's pretty much what a Christmas prince is, and that's completely full of faults. But yeah. it makes it wonderful to watch. Like for instance, the prime minister is the one who not, who coronates him. Like they have no idea how coronation works. Clearly they don't, because when I watched Once Upon a Holiday, it was just bonkers. So it's like this girl, this girl who's a princess, she's in New York, um, and um, she has all of these things that she needs to do, like she needs to meet this, this, this governor of this country and all this kind of stuff like that. She's really feeling fed up with her whole life being controlled, even though she's like mid-30s, so she'd be fucking used to it by yeah. now, wouldn't she? And so, as a fun little, you know, trick, she escapes from her, the clutches of her PA, Mm. and she decides to be a normal person for a day and go down the street and take some photos and stuff like that. Um, And everybody's like, oh my god, where is she gone? Because no one would notice that she's left. Uh, Mind you, she's dressed as a businesswoman, not a princess, (laughs) so they clearly have no idea about the royal family. And so then I'm while she's Wait, out is she a princess? She's a princess. Oh, okay, I missed that. Yeah, she's she's the she's the royal princess of some 
unknown yeah. Club Blackie instead. Love Lobby, right? Okay, Lobby. Lobby. sorry, yeah. yeah. I thought the man was. No, 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 that was okay. um, a Christmas prince. So she, she goes, she, she changes her coat and it puts on a hat. Yeah, and unrecognizable. Yeah, unrecognizable. that's actually like that's a pretty solid, yeah. solid disguise. And then she goes like she goes to this um like open area and everybody's taking photos and she's really into photography so she's taking photos and this guy um is like oh can you take a photo of me in front of this thing and so she did and then she had her purse down because she's so she's so unknown about the real world she doesn't know that you don't put your purse down somewhere because mm. someone might steal it. That's exactly what fucking happens, isn't it? And then a guy sees that somebody stole it, so he tries to stop him. Guess who's the love interest? Mm-hmm. It may as well just stop the film there and be like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, know, you know what's going yeah. And it was, just, it was just awful. And that was the first 30 minutes, and I was like, you know what? I'm not watching the rest of this. So I'm going to rate it right now, because I'm not finishing it, I tell you that. You should see this gang sign stand strung up as well, by the way. This my... She's just like, and then you yeah. don't make any. Noise. I was like, I guess, like, yeah, you can't see so what I'm visual, doing either. Yeah, so Tim is karate chopping the egg. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. you know, she's stubborn, so she doesn't need help from anyone, and she hasn't got any money on her, so she can't get back to the hotel. Did she learn some life lessons about privilege in it? Or is I it... think she must, yeah. because at that point in time. Oh, and then she, like, walks past this pub full of Santa Clauses. <laughs> And so she goes inside and just like having this conversation with all these different Santa Clauses. Like that's the part that I'm That seems very moment. surreal. Very weird. Did Aaron Opsy direct this yeah. one? He did a it's guest It's called scene. Father. Yeah. yeah. Christmas. Um, so I'm going to rate it out of stolen cameras and I'm going to give it a very low one. One. That is very <laughs> that low. Is a very low one. That might be your I lowest score of the year. Yeah, I wanted to finally give like a score that was below five. Is that five. the lowest score ever given on this I podcast? So. Yeah. Yep. Have we even given? I it's reckon I might have given shocking. a four. I've given. I think I gave Resident Evil a four, and I think I gave Ghost in the Shell a four. You as gave well. the Mummy a pretty low. I think a four. Probably three. four as well. Because yeah. at least a Christmas Prince has like a sick child who's like. You and the prince should be together because you really love each other. Why, and I today, need to do mummy. Today is, today is Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this is just like, I'm a princess and like nobody knows what that means because we're in a republic and so I dress normally and oh my god, I left my camera and I forgot it. And it's just, it's just shit. I'm giving it a one. I mean, look who's in that. Sounds like a solid. It's, it's a Hallmark movie, so I was gonna say, no one that you know. I was going to say it sounds like a Hallmark movie. Sorry, it is. Just give me the title one more time. Once upon a holiday. There's actually a sequel to Once Upon a Forest as well. So. Oh, it's a long way down. Not even funny with Once Upon. Once Upon a Ho. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, it's got a pretty respectable six point three. Oh no! Yeah, okay, but maybe it gets better, but not. No, no, because America loves Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. I it's wait. pretty. You watching it? Well, that pretty guy. Pretty awful. I feel like I've seen that guy before, but I don't know him what. I don't know how old he is. Is he thirty or seventy? Like, look at this guy. <laughs> I can't tell. It's because his hair is that of like a 17 year old, but his beard is that of like a. Oh, I know that woman as well. I've seen her. Look, there's her jacket and hat. She can't tell she's a princess. She could be it. She's a regular Joanne. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I don't know it from anything, but that's okay. There's your phone. That's okay, thank you. Um, Alrighty, let's get into some trash. 
doing? <laughs> My god, there are ten on. Um, I didn't watch the trailers, so I got nothing for you guys. No, uh, we watched. Oh, we watched trailers. Oh, James. I saw that one trailer, but I've seen it, like before, so. Wait, what was it for again? The Wes Anderson film. Oh my god. Okay, so I saw this trailer, Nick. Yes. For this movie by Wes Anderson, this kids movie by Wes Anderson. I don't think it's a kids movie. Well, it's it's been targeted as a kids movie. I don't think so. Well, the very fact that we don't know if it is a kids movie or not just tells you that there's a problem. What's it called? Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. That looks so shit. <laughs> Like, is it about dogs? It's like it, it's 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 first of all, it's stop motion animation, and basically, um, but Miss Fantastic Mr. Fox was, yeah, and Wes Anderson that was good, did that, wasn't it? and that yeah. was good, yeah. But I wouldn't call that a kids movie either. Like that was pretty dark. It's, suppo- no, it's supposed to be a kids movie. That's I supposed that. to be a kids movie. Um, but essentially, it's like it's. I think it's in China, Japan. Uh, it's in Japan. Japan. It's in Japan, and essentially, like there's been overpopulation, so they move all the of dogs. They move all the stray dogs to like this rubbish tip, like mm. an island. island, yeah. Um, and then some boy loses his dog, so he has to go find him on the island of dogs. And it is the creepiest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. If I had kids, there is no way I would take them to that movie because they would have nightmares. Kids were screaming weeks. in the cinema. <laughs> like it looks, it's too art house for kids. Yeah, kids should not be like. Is it the kind Subjected of thing though to that, lack like, of color and yeah. weird silent I mean, scenes. The cast is like the best I've ever seen. But also, like again, I don't think it's a kids' film. Like, I don't think they should have shown that trailer in front of Paddington. Like, it doesn't make sense to show it in front of Paddington. Like, Wes Anderson doesn't make kids' films. He makes Wes Anderson weird, films. Yeah. It's got Yoko in it. <laughs> um, and you know, like again, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, I really liked, but it's definitely not a kids' movie. It's based on a kids' story. But it's not a kids' movie. Like it, it, but it, then that's just misleading, isn't it? Because if you go, oh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I grew up as a kid watching, like reading that book. I'll take my kids to it. And then you show your kids that and they'd be like, Mommy and Daddy, please, like, don't let the fox kill me at night. But if you think about like a lot of the Roald Dahl stuff, except for Matilda, and to be fair, the book is dark as well. But they, like Dan DeVito made a, a very family-friendly movie out of it. Like, a lot of the Roald Dahl stuff is darker and is more... Yeah, and that's for kids. I'm not saying that stuff for kids shouldn't be dark. No. What I'm saying is that this is creepy. Yeah, but so is is Willy Wonka. Like, both those Willy Wonka films are really creepy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it looks weird. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't look weird. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's... To me, that's what a kid's I know, you love it. You love it so much that you can't wait to go see it. I don't think I said that at all. Is this this already your best film of 2018? It is. Um, I didn't say that. I'm interested to see it. I'm not, like... Froth in the mouth to go see it. Yes, but... you are. Oh, a rabid dog. Yeah. Go get sent someone, to the island. Someone get this guy a serviette. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we saw the trailer for Isle of Dogs, which yeah. I'd seen before. And, uh, you know, it was Anderson. Yeah. I'm not like the world's biggest was Anderson fan. I think but... you are. I, that, I've always just found his IMDb picture funny, which I can show to you. Yeah. Because looks, he looks like a girl in that picture. <laughs> um, I kind of like his films. The ones I've seen, anyway. Yeah, I've only seen a few of them. I really liked um, that one. The hotel one? Grand, Bud- one. Grand Budapest Hotel. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, loved, I loved just... But I really liked Tony Revolori, and I also really like Ray Fiennes, so that mm. made it easy to like. Um, and I liked Royal Tenant Ball, which I saw years ago. Um, I don't know how many other Wes Anderson films I said. Fantasy Box, Mr. Fox, I liked. I guess I do like Wes Anderson films. Yeah, I think they're just... Um... 
He's just not making, again, like he's not making mainstream stuff. He's making artsy stuff. I guess I'm just too mainstream then. Yeah, he's super mainstream. Mm. You wouldn't get it too, no? Go back yeah, to, that's right. Go back to the value. Mm-hmm. With my Jumanji. I like Jumanji. Um, and also, like, this film could still be garbage. I haven't seen it. I'm just, I just think the trailer's interesting. I, ha- I also hate the idea of all the dogs being rounded up and sent to an island by themselves. Like, that's horrible. Mm. But I think the fact that they're all... I think that's why they made the look so ugly and unappealing. Yeah. Is to kind of make it, like... Because otherwise, you would, if they were cute, you would just be sad for two hours. So they're like, if you make them unappealing... Then... Oh, we also saw the trailer for Early Man as well. Oh, yeah. And the Admin. Yeah, what new... that looks good as a kids movie. The... That's far more. That seems far more enjoyable. The new Nick Park film. Yeah, I probably want to see another trailer. Like that trailer didn't do this... it for me. Like, I didn't think it was a bad trailer. I was just kind of like, is this a sequel to Year One? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I, I did like. I just. I just need to see more. I think. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is, this is behind me. Like, I, it just didn't suck me in. I was just kind of like, mm. yeah, like it. Like it's. It looks like every other Ardman animation thinks it nests in the Stone Age. Like, I, I will probably go see it, but the trailer wasn't hilarious to me. I was like, all right, we'll, we'll get there, I guess. So give it time. Let it simmer, and hopefully the next time. marinating. Mm. Yeah. What other cooking memes? <laughs> memes? <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. Cooking metaphors. Um, uh, let it saute, yeah, lock in the flavor. Yeah. Get, on, get on the hot plate. Broil it. Yeah. What's broiling? Uh, grilling. Grilling. That yeah, sounds like American, boiling, yeah. isn't it? Why not say that? It sounds like it sounds like grilling, like like when you fry something and then you put water in. Yeah, the frying yeah, pan. yeah. That's yeah. What it sounds like, but it's not. We never use our grill. Just too worried about getting it dirty, so we <laughs> don't use it. Um, but the uh, the listeners probably don't give a shit about that. <laughs> so, what trailers have you seen, Nick? I actually haven't seen any. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. It's done. So we can dive into the topic now, or I can get my little thing out of the way. Get that thing back in the way. <laughs> um, I might get it out of the way now, just so we can like move on to the full-on discussion. Um, so last year, I challenged myself to watch 365 movies in 365 days. No, I'll believe it. <laughs> um, I can tell you now that I did not watch 365 oh, movies. No. I watched 370 movies. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> what a bait and switch! What day of the week is it? <laughs> We are recording a lot earlier than normal, yeah. so... Uh, well, con- I should say congratulations. That is no mean feat. You managed to sit down and waste <laughs> countless hours. Um, uh, 370. And I Why did you keep going after 366? Because, you know, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, let's just... Because I'm never going to do it again. I, I can't imagine... I can't see a world where I ever do it again. Yeah. Unless, I'll make sure of it. Unless Tina divorces me and then I'm like, well... <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just watch 360 movies again. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go for it. Um, but yeah, and I haven't watched a movie since. Like since the year end, I have not watched a yeah. movie. I've just been, I have uh, watched a little bit. I have watched a little bit of TV. I played a little bit of games, but I've been doing writing as well. Um, mm. you know, the gym a lot. I was just like, all right, now that's done, let's put it away. Let's take a break. Um, that being said, we're probably gonna go to the movies tomorrow. So, um, I broke. Are we watching again tomorrow? Uh, well, I really want to go see three three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, yeah it looks really good. We got free tickets, so oh, like to like village or whatever. So. You should have like made it more well known somehow to like film studios that you were doing this. You probably could have leveraged some sort of yeah free shit out of it. Well, I'm gonna be milking it for a while. I'm sure I keep posting things. Yeah. I haven't been posting about it yet. So um, I did a little breakdown as well. If you want to kind of know 
I guess how it all works out. Yeah. Um, so of the 370 movies, um, I, the whole the whole kind of mission statement was like, you got to watch different things. It can't be all one genre, and don't rewatch things if you can help it. Like try and make it 365 new movies. Mm. So of the 370, I only rewatched 10 titles. So that's like less than three yeah. percent, I think. So not bad, mm. I think. Like mm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I broke it down by genre as well, like like genres that I would technically watch, and then like some that I wouldn't normally watch. So superhero movies, I watched a lot of that 370. I watched 41 superhero movies. Um, horror movies, another genre I watch a lot. I watched 46. Um, and then stuff I wouldn't normally watch is like documentaries. I watched 16 of those. So that's quite a lot. Quite yeah. a lot. And some of them were long. Like I watched like Western Memphis, which is almost three hours. So, hmm. um, and then foreign movies, I don't watch a lot of. I watched twenty one. So again, like yeah. I, I think I did a pretty good job there. Um, Two thousand seventeen releases. So of all the movies that came out last year, I watched sixty five. <laughs> sixty five two thousand seventeen releases, and I saw thirty six of those in cinemas. That's a good effort. Yeah, I would like to go to the movie. Uh, this is gonna sound crazy. I would like to go to the movies more. Like mm. I really did enjoy it, but that's still more than. Oh, it's not quite once a week, but it's more than once a fortnight. So. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, classics, stuff that I don't normally watch as well, is like, so anything before 1970, I watched 10 of, uh, and I watched 43 animated films. Mm. I think the classics one is almost like the biggest achievement because mm. it's hard to get motivated. Mm. Like, I, like, I wish I'd watched 10 classics because there's things, I know you watched 12 Angry Men. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. And I, I'm like, oh, fuck. I've and always was, heard it's really good. I was pushing for you to watch... To Kill a Mockingbird because it's so amazing and you still haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. Like, there are plenty of films that like I should have seen by now. I haven't. Like, I kept wanting to watch Saving Private Ryan. I did not watch it last year. Still haven't seen Saving Private mm. Ryan. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's bloody good. But that being said, I saw Shawshank Redemption and Schindler's List. So mm. like, I did... Sometimes like the running time did kind of affect how I made decisions. But now there's no you know mm. kind of pressure to hit a number. I'll just watch them in my own time. And then I also broke it down by decade. Because oh, I was like, I'm why not... Um, so, the most films that I watched uh, came out of the 2010s. Uh, 217 of those came yeah. from the last seven years. Uh, then second place was the 2000s. I watched 65 from there. Uh, in third place was Equal. I watched 29 movies from the 90s and 29 movies from the 80s. Uh, I watched 20 from the 70s, 6 from the 60s, 3 from the 50s, and 1 from the 40s. Which was the 40s one? 12 Angry Men? No, Casablanca. Oh. Ah. Which I really liked, Casablanca. Yeah, right. 12 Angry Men is a 50s one. Um, I can't remember what the other 50s ones were, but there were a couple. So out of your 370, which one did you like the most and which one did you like the least? Uh, that's a really good question. I should have written that down. Mm. Um, it's I couldn't say what I liked the most. Like There were so many. Like, And I don't want to spoil my 2017 yeah. best movie because that's probably up there. Like, that's probably mm. one of my favourites. But then there's other stuff like Safety Not Guaranteed I really liked. Um, yeah, uh, just give us like a little taste because you haven't told anybody like what movies you've seen. So, uh, you know, which ones did you like? Yeah, no, I'm just like, I, I can't remember now. Well, you got your <laughs> list there. I guess I'll open it up. Uh, give me a sec. Um, so I really like Safety Guaranteed, as I said. I really like What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Gone Baby Gone, Captain Fantastic. Uh, this is really interesting listen to me read through the bronze I really liked like it's not like a 10 out of 10 movie but I had a lot of fun with it Snowpiercer I really liked The Handmaiden was excellent uh, Train to Busan was really good you like Snowpiercer? yeah I really like the train it. one yeah mm. you didn't? Mm. that's fine um, Up in the Air I loved I really, did you really? yeah I really oh, liked it so good 
Um, Room, I really liked. Casablanca, as I talked about uh, earlier. Rear Window, I really enjoyed. Doctor Strange Love was good. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. I've just like crossed a hundred, like there's still like <laughs> so I won't keep going. The wrestler But was... which ones did you not like? Um some of them are in my in my disappointments one. Uh there's a movie called Hyena, uh which is like a British gangster film. Honestly, I can't remember anything about that film. Mm. So that's probably a bad sign. Like mm. I just erased from my um memory. I'll see what I put in my list because I don't want to like. Well, no, don't get through your list. No, no, it's just one. I don't want to repeat it. Oh, Despicable Me three was garbage. Mm. Uh, It really bummed me out because I was like, oh, it's got. Like that being said, like that's not in my biggest disappointments of 2017. So it goes to show what disappointment. But I was like, oh, like two suck. I hated two. Like I've been going to say that I hated two. But I was like, Trey Parker's in it, and you know, like, you know, even when Steve Carell is in bad films, he's always good. So it should be alright. Nothing could save that film. It was just total garbage. Mm. Um, yeah. And finally, the most important question we have to ask is how many of these films made me cry? Mm. Um, surprisingly a low number. I was so surprised when I read that number. Mm. Um, uh, 39. Oh, there which is like just over 10% of them. Which I guess is still a lot to cry at. Like That's still like almost mm. 40 movies that I cried at. Um, but I thought it would have been more. Mm. So there you go. And and how many of those movies were you supposed to watch with me? Uh, I mean, look, if we're going to compare stats, how many movies have you seen without me? Yeah, and TV like, shows. What, three? Well, uh, now we're even. Mm. <laughs> but the good thing is now, now I can rewatch stuff, so I'll watch whatever you want. Oh, Don't Think Twice, I really liked as well. That was a really good movie, so mm. that in. that's the improv. And the movie. last question is was it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Definitely, because the last couple of years, especially a few years ago, I was like, my top five list of the year was like all superhero films. I was like, Oh, I have no variety. I need to watch more movies. Mm. And I didn't get the idea about it until like halfway through 2016. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to force myself to try different things. And I watch movies I probably never would have watched. So, like, I watched like, almost every uh, Chan Wook Park film. He's a uh, Japanese director. No, Japanese or Korean? He's an Asian director. Um, and I've seen like one or two of his films, but I was like, oh, I'm going to just go through his whole catalogue. And most of the stuff I really, really enjoyed. Mm. So. And my last, last question, mm. would you recommend viewers to do this? Absolutely. I think if you've got the time, I would say don't like take it as seriously as I did, um, because there were definitely points where I was like, I'm behind, I'll never catch up. And I not only did I catch up, I went ahead. Um, but I would just say, like, I mean, look, it doesn't have to be like 365. Like, Just challenge yourself to watch... A movie a fortnight. Or... Well, like, a movie with like 50 mm. different movies. One of our dogs is asleep and yep. dreaming. I think it's Luna. <laughs> I think it's Loki, uh, actually. I'd be like, if you, or like, you know, a hundred, you know, if you have a hundred, mm. just watch. Even a hundred is a lot. That's two movies a week. I, um, I have my list here. I know everyone's equally as excited about how many I got to. Yeah. I had 55 new movies, so I didn't list any. R- I'm, I'm sure I watched probably a, a bu- like a bunch more. Yeah. But like, um, 55 new films this year. Nice. That's which awesome. is one a week, so. Yeah, that's still awesome, man. I think that's the most films I've ever watched in a year. Yeah, that's crazy. It's I think yeah, last year I think I watched 160 or something. Mm. So, um, but I would definitely recommend it. I mean, look if you if you don't like movies, don't do it. Yeah, like, yeah. But if you're into it, or even if you just kind of like, oh, I feel like my um, uh, my viewing habits are getting stale. I'm just kind of watching the same sort of things. And that being said, like I watched almost 100 of those movies, but either a horror or a superhero. So yeah. I didn't get that. I still didn't branch out that much. But I probably watch more dramas than anything else. Like, um, 
But yeah, if you're if you're big into it, you feel like you get it, like your viewing habits are stale. Just challenge yourself. It doesn't have to be like three sixty five. Just do like a hundred, hundred fifty. So how um how did you go about finding like obviously there would have been everyone's probably got a list of at least twenty where it's like oh I've got time now I'm going to watch them. So how did you find the ones like that? Uh, I guess the good thing is that um, being in the business we are, I see a lot of stuff on the shelf. Mm. I just write it down, and be like, oh, I remember that for later. Um, or like, so for example, like one movie that I watched the year before last was Old Boy, and I loved Old Boy. The and I was like, oh, I like that. I want to see something else this guy's directed, and he had you know half a dozen. So I was like, cool. And the next one I watched, I really liked. So I watched the next one, and I was like, okay, cool. And I did like there's a there's a very big trend in like directors, I think, uh, and even more so like a trend in actors, like. I just, like, um, I got way into, uh, now I'm just, like, Ben Mendelsohn, like, I got way into, like, I'd never really seen him anything except for Star Wars, so I was mm. like, oh, I want to try some Ben Mendelsohn films, and everything I saw him and I loved, so, um, so it was more about, and sometimes it was just convenience, so sometimes it'd be on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this, chuck it on, like, American mm. Gangster, just totally random, I was like, oh, I've never watched this, and I'm like, but it's like three and a half hours, and I was like, oh, the extended cut is, but the regular cut's like two and a half hours, I can totally do this. Mm. Um, and I loved it. So sometimes it was just like happenstance. Um, the only like cheat that I did, it's not a cheat, but I was like, when I was falling behind, I was like, I watch animated films. The animated films are shorter, especially the DC original movies. Like they're over, they're normally like 70 minutes, which is a feature length. So I'm not like hiding anything, but it is a shorter film. Mm. So I was like, right, I'll knock a couple of these out and that'll help me catch up. But most of them were good, so... Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to be like writing in being like, no, you haven't watched. <laughs> They'd be amazing. I check my inbox. I'll make that. sure yeah. they do. Yeah. No, I'll make sure they don't. That he doesn't sit and watch more movies. Do it again. This time, they're all <laughs> yeah. going to be Scorsese four-hour films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a good time. And yeah, no regrets. Like, it was really good fun. But now I don't need to do it. Like I, And I did watch quite a bit of TV last year. Um, but I would like to catch up on some yeah. of the shows I didn't get to focus on. So like, I'm two seasons behind Shameless. I'm three seasons behind American Horror Story. So I'd like to catch up on some stuff that I haven't watched. Um so I'll do that sort of stuff. Plus, you know, I mean, look, the good thing is I lost weight last year. Like, I lost like, 10 kilos. Because yeah. if I, like, if I didn't go to the gym, then I would be, like, the mo- I would look like Jabba right now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, 365 movies in 365 well, days. Well, done. Well done. Ticked off. Never need to do it again. Did you do a little jig when you got to it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I can't try to keep it under wraps. Like, and everyone was like, you know, we don't care. I'm like, I oh, know, but I'm just going to wait and yeah. later. <laughs> like, people were asking me at work, like, oh, have you, you know, how are you going? And I was like, and like, I hit it, I hit 365 on Thursday, but I still have to work for like another couple of days. I was like, it's like, oh, I've got a little while to go still, like, I'm, I am ahead, but you know, we never know what's going to happen, mm. whatever, but I was, I was done, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, now that, that self-indulgence is out of the way, let's get into some lists, guys. The topic this week is kind of, is like a best and worst type thing. We're just going to wrap up the whole year, cover everything. It was a huge year for movies. It was a big mo- year for horror movies. Um... It was a big superhero year. I mean, there was definitely some horrible behind-the-scenes stuff. But we're going to talk about movies and stuff we love for the most part. Um, great year for TV. Great year for HBO. HBO was getting it done this year. Definitely. Um, I think we might start with... Speaking of HBO, let's start the the topic with our five... I think I said five great moments in TV. Yep. Instead of like picking a show, because it's like... How many new shows do you come out of? Like, how many like, oh, this was a stellar season. Let's just break it down. Five great moments in television, um, and then if you have honourable mentions, we'll discuss them as well. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Who wants to start? You can start, Nick. Oh, sure. I oh think my I God, always so end up starting. Uh, I haven't put mine in any order. Just for, The only thing that's in order is my top ten movies. Everything else I've in. put TV moments in order. 
and mm-hmm. movies in order, but the other two I haven't. Sure. Okay, I'll start with my funniest moment of the year, mm-hmm. which came from a show that we all love, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I didn't, little side note, I didn't know if I've told you that I have had gotten a copy of season four and watched it. Have no, I told you that? No, you haven't. Because I was behind. It's so good. So, actually, this is going to be a little review here, which you both, Stella and Taylor, you'll agree with. I actually thought that it was a very disappointing season. Okay. Um, is that the one that starts off is with this the... the most recent one? Yeah, so uh, okay, yeah. I loved the first like six episodes. Is that when they're like in Florida? Yeah, in the... Florida, Yeah. Right? But when they came back, and I don't know, to me, it just seemed like maybe they've lost some writers or mm. they got some new ones in or the, the characters, are like the actors have been like, had more input, I don't know, mm. or less input. But I found that, because we actually disliked it so much, we went back to the first season and started rewatching it again. Um it goes from like actually having storylines like maybe go multiple episodes and mm. like interactions between everyone and just it was really funny and I found that towards the end of season four it just became tropish and yeah. just like well like, I know that there were they had multiple pregnancies like um, Chelsea Peretti who plays Gina yeah, got pregnant that's pregnant. why she's been absent for most of season five yeah um, and the girl who plays Amy yeah she's pregnant again she. Was pregnant at least once during that. She year. was yeah. in like the third season. Yeah. And then I felt like she wasn't in this and then maybe she was at the end. I'm not sure. But, but that's, no, that's not it. It's more that like, so they just became stereotypes or mm. they just became like caricatures of, and I know it's a sitcom and stuff, but it was like, uh, Jake will do his goofy mm. thing. Mm. Um, Boyle will just be like an uptight, like something, something, mm. something about food. Yeah. And then like Amy will just bring her in to say something about how much she loves, like, filing neatly. Mm. Yeah. There was no diversity. I kind of felt that um, Holt's character went a bit funny. Yeah, like, he because, was such mm. a great character. Because so. he, he, don't get me wrong, I love his delivery. I think he's really, really funny. But I definitely did notice, like, a decline in his seriousness. I yeah. think it's tough, though, because that's a character, like, that's a very specific character type. Mm. And I feel like you can only play that for so long before people are like, we get it. Mm. He has no emotions. Like, you need to show some growth. And I think some of the stuff they've done, like, there was a moment in a, an episode we watched recently where he showed a little bit of, like, emotional growth with um with Jake. And I was like, oh, I like that. Like, mm. that does seem a bit out of character. But, like, they've spent five years together now, so it makes sense. Same with they did uh, a storyline recently. I think maybe if you haven't watched season five yet, it might get back on track for you. Because they did the storyline recently with... um. Oh my god, I'm blanking. Um, the other girl. Why don't it? Rosa. Rosa. They do like mm-hmm. a, a serious storyline with her, and it's actually like reflected, reflects on uh, the actress Stephanie Beatriz's personal life. And that's actually really emotional. Like, there was a bit where I was like, kind of getting misty eyed and stuff. I was like, this is good. I'm liking this. This is going back. Okay, so I think every, also every sitcom hits a slump, especially around like season four. Like, Flash mm. this season is, is not good. Is mm. season four. So you said is that's the one where they start in Florida, so they're yeah. under, so they're under yeah, like the, they're in witness protection yeah. or whatever. So which is the one where he's in jail? Yeah, that's the end of this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that arc because with um, what's her name? Because uh, the break, the the mid season break, really throws me off, and it makes me think that that's the end of the season. And the next season. So what season are we? What we're in the middle of season episode? five now. Yeah. So oh, I'm, not, okay. I'm not up to that yet. So I've All just right. watched the one where they they get like framed. Yeah. For yeah. The, Whatever it is. Yeah, Gina Gershon. Yeah, that's it. Gina Gershon. Okay, but having said that, actually my funniest moment of the year came from that season. Yeah. Which is when they're actually uh, going undercover um, to get to to try and catch Gina Gershon. And they use Pimento as like a 
a phony, like they're going to interrogate him. Yeah. And it's all, he's just like, um, we might have to like rough you up a little bit. He's like, I am totally up for that. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, knives, stabbing, totally okay. Yeah. What else you want yeah. to do? Yeah. <laughs> I love Jason Mendes. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors for mm. comedy. Like he just, yeah. like you can just tell that he like means it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not just, it's not just an act. Um, so yeah, that that would be that's my funniest moment of TV. Cool. Nice. And sorry that, about the long review as well. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number five is um, from a little show called Strange Things Season Two. Nice. Yep. Um, and I couldn't figure out like a specific moment that I thought was my favorite moment, but this moment I just really liked, and that's Babysitter Steve. Yeah. Babysitter's it's good. Um, so basically, like, um, they as the climax of the show is starting to happen, uh, the kids are left at home um, because, you know, like, the grown-ups are dealing with it. Um, and Steve mm. is left to, like, look after them and make sure that they don't, like, mm. you know, try and escape and do the, do the thing that they're not supposed to do, which is exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just great because it's now become, like, this meme of, like, babysitter Steve. Um, and I just think he does a really good job. Like that actor is just really, really good. His hair is amazing. It's um, just two pumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a reference. And um, okay. yeah, when I think back on season two, I think back on on multiple things. Like I think back on like Eleven's storyline, and I think back on like um, you know, um, it lacks it cold and all that sort of stuff like that. But the thing that like sort of makes me smile is. Babysitter yeah. Steve, so mm. that's my number five. Nice. Uh, my number five uh, for this is, I couldn't pick like a moment, so I just chose an episode that really stood out, um, uh, and it's called the Rick Lantis Mix-Up from Rick and Morty, um, and essentially like, the the episode uh, kind of opens up with like Rick and Morty about to go on another adventure, they're going to go to Atlantis and like, I don't know, meet Trident or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they go on the adventure, but instead of the viewers following the adventure, Instead, we cut to, like, the Citadel, which is where, like, all the Ricks and, and Moys live, and it's in chaos, because, like, the last time they were there, like, they kind of accidentally overthrew the government type thing. <laughs> and it's kind of, like, the idea of this rebuilding of a city and, like, the problems that our protagonists were supposed to like have caused. Um, and, yeah, like, it, it, like it, it, it was funny, but it's also, like, a really serious kind of darker episode as well. And that being said, Rick and Morty's always pretty dark. Um... But yeah, like just to do something totally different and not follow your characters and instead follow everyone else's kind of dealing in the wake of their destruction and stuff. Um, it's pretty like pretty incredible. So and that was a strong season, but like I really liked almost all of season three of Brick and Morty. But that episode in particular I thought was really good. So the Rick Lantis mix up is my number five. Excellent. Uh, I am gonna go with a big moment from one of my favorite shows i know i talk about it a lot um house of cards and i feel like maybe i'll just get into it's a bit of a spoiler moment but i feel like we've been doing this podcast for a year you guys have had your chance yeah um which was uh at the end of the most recent season which is just aired i don't know if it's out season five yeah it is out out, yeah. yeah um with like you sort of like as you get towards the end of this season or the end of the show really you can tell it's kind of rough gonna wrap up soon and now he's not gonna be in it anymore um like yeah you can you just think it's gonna end like he's gonna have to be killed or something like Mm. that because he's just gathering all this power um but he actually resigns the presidency at the end of season five and his wife claire underwood who is sworn in as the vice president Mm. automatically takes power 
Um, and it was just a real surprising moment. And I thought it was good for the show, obviously now, because he's mm. not going to be back. It's mm. They need to do something. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really good move from the show. I think it was getting a bit stale. Nice. I guess we should say this before we said this, but spoilers for mm-hmm. everything yeah, for yeah. the rest of the episode. Everything we're going to talk about is spoilers. Yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah, on to you, Tina. Cool. So, my number four is, um, it's hard to pick one moment that this person does because um, it's so enjoyable in every single episode. So, my number four is Noel Fielding in The Great British Bake Off oh. this year. <laughs> just Noel in general. Yeah, he's great. really, really good. Um, just like every single time he says, ready, go sit. Frick. He says it in that funny little voice, and just like all the sexual innuendo puns that he says, uh, it's like I like my dough a bit wet or, or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so just no fielding in Great Bridge Bake Off, which is really good because, despite you know the whole saga that's happened behind the Great British Bake Off changing channels, it has been a seamless change mm. i feel and it has also been a very jet like they have kept it exactly the same mm. like the bunting is the same bunting which is what <coughs> fans want they don't want different bunting mm. they don't want different <laughs> cupcakes they want the same thing and it's really good and he's really funny yeah nice uh my number four is another episode i couldn't pick a moment um i mean i guess i could have but like this episode was so solid i wasn't gonna uh leave it out uh it's from the defenders uh, which was kind of a bit of a divisive show this year. Like It seems like when it first came out, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. And the more it went on, people t- 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 kind of found, found problems with it. So um, I still really like it. I haven't gone back and watched it a second time yet, but I really enjoyed it. But my favourite episode by far uh, is the restaurant episode. I can't remember what it's called. I didn't look it up because I was prepping everything else for the show. Um, but basically, it's the first time uh, all four of our heroes are forced to work together properly. Like, they're... They, they had like a little kind of rendezvous in the episode previous, but this is them meeting each other, properly having a discussion, kind of talking about their stories, and then like kind of ends like a giant fight and kind of has that first proper reunion between Daredevil and Elektra, um, which if you listen to the show, you know I love all that stuff. Mm. I always talk about that moment in season two. Um, but it was really cool just getting to see them all interact. Like, that's what I love about these superhero crossovers. Like even in the Avengers, like the fight scenes are cool. But I still have seen them, like, on screen together, like, interacting. Um, which is why I was probably so lenient with Justice League. Like, Justice League probably isn't a great movie, but seeing, like, everyone interacting together, I loved. So, um, and Defenders, again, like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the most digestible of the Netflix shows, simply because it is so much shorter. It's only eight episodes long, so they're kind of cramming everything in there. Um, and it's just a really strong episode. So, the restaurant episode of mm. Defenders... Well, I'm, for my number three, I'm going to bump mine up because I want to get this the same ones out of the way. So my, one of my top three moments was the Defenders. But for me, it was more about that first team up uh, in the building when they yeah, go up into the office. Yeah, that's a great moment as well. Um, and I just thought, this is the culmination. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. Mm. Like, I definitely agree with you. Like, I love that episode in the restaurant as well because, like, the interactions are there. Yeah. But for just pure, like, holy shit, you know, we watched all the shows. This is the culmination. Yeah, yeah. It was an awesome moment. And that bit, especially when, like, all four of them were, like, fighting in the hallway. Yeah, oh, so, so good. good. Have you watched Punisher yet? No. Me either. Okay, cool. Mm. Good to know. Uh, yeah, that's me. Nice. Okay, so my number three is also from um, Daredevil and Electra. No, it isn't, because I don't watch it. Um, my number three is from a little show that we've already discussed. Um, it is Rick Brooklyn and Nine-Nine. Uh, 
No, not Rick and Morty. Um, and it is uh, Jake when he is in jail um, and he has to uh, basically be the... Um, what would you call him? Well, this is in season. This is in season five. This is in season five. Oh, so you right. haven't seen this yet. Okay, so you but, haven't seen this yet. And when he's kind of like, uh, but he's, he's in jail. He's trying and to he's audition like, to be part of a gang. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And just like I think it goes over two episodes. Yeah, yeah. So to be fair, it's not really a moment unless it's, you count it as a moment it's in like that a story character's line. life. It's a storyline. But though. it's just really good. It's yeah, really and Tim funny. Meadows is the cannibal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he so does a good. really good job. So, um, yeah, that's my number three. Nice. Yeah, I, really, I've, I didn't put it on the on my, my list, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine this year, I think, has been pretty solid. Yeah, it has. So has Goldberg's, actually. Mm. I don't have any Goldberg's moments. Uh, my number three moment is from the start of 2017, or, yeah, like from early 2017. Uh, it's one of the last episodes of season three of Flash, uh, which is a season I really liked. Maybe not as much as season one and two, but I really did like, especially compared to this season. Um, and it's where the Flash meets... The real Savitar, finally, when like Savitar is revealed to be who he is, mm. um, and you know I'm gonna spoil it, like because Nick hasn't watched Flash, like it doesn't matter, it's not a big deal. Uh, it turns out that our predictions were right, and Savitar was the future Barry Allen, yeah. um, and so Grant Gustin has to act opposite himself for yeah. like five minutes, and like has to be like cruel and intimidating and mm. like you know swarthy and reckless, and then also be the Flash, and it's just a really nice piece of acting, like for these shows that are all kind of a little bit cheesy and definitely aimed more towards teenagers. It was nice to see some real performance in there. Like, I was just thinking, like, last night we watched the, we finally watched the mid-season finale of season four of Flash, and I don't care about that Amunet character at all. Like, I think she's so hammy. I just don't care about her. You know the villain mm. with the rock hand? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just don't care. I was like, this is really just eating up time that could be spent otherwise. Like, the Thinker is such a more, much more interesting villain. Like, why are we focused on this woman? I still don't think he's even that interesting. No, I like that introductory episode where they brought, where they showed his story and stuff. I loved. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he just sits in a chair. Well, not anymore. Spoilers. Mm. Yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. Yeah, and that was cool as well. But back to this one. Um, yeah, I just love seeing some quality acting. Like, and I'm not saying that people in these shows are bad. Like, I think actually the Flash has a pretty strong mm. cast in terms of performance. Um, even, you know, the girl who plays Iris, and I just, I mean, I'm sick of Iris, but she's, yeah. still, she's still a good actress, like, but just to see that kind of caliber of acting in a show that, you know, me doesn't deserve that kind of acting, mm. so I, I had a really good time with it, so that's my number three. You keep saying ones that I forget that we've watched that show this year, mm. it's like, oh yeah, I could have discussed that, I forgot that we watched it, like, I felt so... When I sat down, I was like, I've got to make a list of the shows I've watched. I can't even remember what I've mm. watched other than last week, which was basically just Victoria. Yeah. So. I, f- I found TV really hard because you're right. Like, I don't know. TV doesn't stick with you the way a film does. You remember mm. when you see a film, mm. but like TV, it's like, I don't know. There's well, like five I, seasons of I it. Yeah. Watch I watch more TV than I watch movies. Mm. That's for sure. And I think I enjoy watching TV more than I watch movies. But at the same time... I just don't remember anything. Yeah. Like, I can't remember what I did this morning. Yeah. That's why I took a list of everything I watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, even I struggled with TV. Like, that was the only list... Of, until yesterday morning, I hadn't done the TV... No, yesterday night. Mm. I hadn't... Last night, I guess you would say. Um, I hadn't done the TV list. I was yesterday like, night. Yeah, I had to, like, <laughs> pu- uh, knock it out last night. Mm. Nick, number two. Uh, for the last time in 2017, I'll show you who number two works for. <laughs> 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 no, you won't. We've got another list yeah, to go this still. Yeah, not only that, but uh, it's yeah. 2018 now. Yeah, but... Alright. <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> it was great. Um, again, you guys don't watch your show. I talk about it a lot. Peaky Blinders. Yep. yep. 
Uh, and it happened right. Uh, it's really recent, but it's stuck with me. Um, the first episode of the new season, uh, the Peaky Blinders get off death row, like literally off their like about to be hung, mm. uh, and like an emergency call comes in. It's an emergency. It's an emergency. <laughs> yeah. um, and it is breathtaking, as the rest of that show is. They definitely had to do their drama um, and suspense. Weren't you saying at one point that you felt the show was running on a bit long? Or you? Yeah, so season three. Yeah. Did uh, Well, I just didn't really like the direction they went with it. But now you're back on board? Yeah. Uh, the new season, they've... Um, spoilers, it won't mean much to you, but like... Uh, it's a reference... Like in season two, they... They killed someone, and then like that's coming back to bite them, like the Italian mafia of coming from Sicily. Mm. Um, Sicilia. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's actually the main chappie who's coming after them is Adrian Brody. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Um, and you know Tom Hardy's always cameo, and so they get good good guests. But um, but specifically that moment, it's, it opens the show. It's really breathtaking because at the end of season three, they all get arrested. Yeah. And you think, oh, what's going to happen here? And we just think they're going to kill off a bunch of characters mm. in the first scene. Um, but it's like uh, it's like that Clint Eastwood movie where he gets someone off death row. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Paint your so. wagon. That's it. Definitely not that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's me. Nice. That's nice. who number two works for. That's who number two works for. All right, my number two works for a little show that we have been to the set of. Oh, this is on mine. I, mean, I reckon we have the same number two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I don't know if this is this year. Because when I was talking to you about this, yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's this year or if it's last year. Because I don't know what when the season came out. Well, tell us what it is, Moss. It is The Twist. Yes, it is. With, it, it is 2007. It's mine as well. Yeah, with The Good Place. Okay, let's not... Yeah, basic. Let's not spoil it because Nick hasn't seen it and Nick, no. you... I, I'm watching that show, so... Oh, you are watching it's it? It's very good. How far into it are you? I'm about halfway through season one. Okay, so... we won't spoil yes. it. Um, yeah, the season finale... Yeah, my number two is the season finale for The Good Place yeah. as well, season one. And it's just... It's really, really good. It's so good. Like, it's the culmination of kind of like... Everything the characters have been working up to. It's something like seeing how much they've grown. Yeah. As well, like, Eleanor's really great. Um, uh, Chitty. Chitty's good, but who's... Uh, uh, Jason? Nope. The... Tiani. Tihani? Nope. The ma- no. Michael. Ted Danson. Michael. Ted Danson is fantastic in the yeah. show, but he's so good in the finale as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone's really good in it, but mm. it's... Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil the essay too much. Because... Yeah, no, we won't say anymore, but that's our number two, okay. and it's, it's really, really probably good. like up there with one, like one of my favourite It's one of the ones sitcoms. that actually like... makes you go... <gasps> Yeah, like see, when you watch it, you're like, "Oh my god!" I, I am the the only reason I'm persisting with it because mm. I don't I'm not loving it thus far. Oh, okay, um, is because of your your guys' oh, review okay. of the yep. final. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't even know what's I don't know. Did you say there was a twist? But I can't even mm. think mm. how it's going to end, and I'm going to be amazed by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now I'm just like, hey, I don't really. Well, I love Ted Danson. Sure. But... Now I'm not sure if he is going to be amazed by Yeah, it. and if you're not into it by now, like you might not like it. Because I think... Yeah, it... you might be like, oh, I totally saw that coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Plus, I don't I know. I can't even I fathom. Yeah. Like, my, the, the only obvious thing I can think of is, mm. like, it's reversed. And, like, yeah. it mm. is hell mm. or yeah. she's meant to be... I don't know. But, yeah. But yeah. it's not But either way, like, I mean, I just think it's, like, really funny. Mm. Like, I think the way that she sort of does it is really, really good, so... I mean, I'll say this, like, in terms of the show, I mean, like, that's my number two as well. I, I, I love the show. 
But the show really hinges entirely on the performance of um, Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Mm. Like, I mean, I like the supporting cast a lot. Like, it's nice to see some fresh faces in there people I haven't seen before. Yeah. But, like, those two make the show for me. So if you're not digging that, then you may not... I mean, look, we'll see. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not... What are they? Short, it's only short episodes. Yeah, they're 20... They're actually, like, 20-minute episodes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, the new episode starts this week. Like, oh, does it? Yeah. By the yeah, time this could. episode... Our podcast comes out, um, we'll be just about ready to watch the new episode. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Alright, so then Nick, you're number one. Oh, so that was like a joint one, was it? We I both, guess so, we, yeah. We both, if it was well, it looks like you're sharing everything now. Last name, <laughs> yeah. reviews. Not yet. Um, Alright, well, I mean, there's no other show, is there, in the world? Let me think. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> well, I think we might all have the same number one. No, it won't be the same. Well, I don't think it'll was be it the same. Friends? It was it Friends? It was. And Frasier. It was yeah. a combined. <laughs> Rachel and Ross finally got together, guys. Yeah. Um, so, in a great season... Full of highlights. I know everyone here loved the dragon shit when she was like mm, burning mm. wagons and stuff. I just thought um, the moment uh, in the last episode when they had the meeting and everyone was finally, everyone we care about was in the same yeah. place. Yeah. The first time ever. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is now streamlined yeah. to one story. They're like, look, here is yeah. the White Walker. You yeah. see it with your own eyes now. Yeah. Can we finally believe yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was just a fantastic moment. And Look, you know what? It's not the best moment of the season. Like, mm. that meeting is not just, like, the best writing mm. or anything like that. But it's the culmination it's of, It's very like, tense, though. Mm. I remember being mm. so on the edge of my seat the entire mm. time. Like, mm. being like, what's going to happen? Because yeah. I was like, people we, we love are going to die. And then no one dies. Yeah. So, um, and the intrigue. But I'm going to slash as a half thing. And also the wall coming down. Yes, that, that was, was in my honorable oh, mentions. Yeah. The wall coming I just down thought, like, that's just yeah, a great... That. That's just, like, here we go. Mm. You so know. the problem is, is that I need to rewatch Game of Thrones again because I forgot all of that until you just mentioned mm. it. I forgot all the stuff that had happened, and now I'm just thinking, oh, what actually yeah. should be in my number one yeah. then? Because mm. I didn't think this season had as many moments as season six. Mm. Season six had like Battle of the Bastards, mm. Hold the Door. Mm. We had like yeah. the reveal of like Jon Snow right mm. at the end yeah. being a Targaryen. Well, then Jon Snow revealed himself to Daenerys yeah. at the end of the season yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, that's my number one moment. Well, I, I'll let you go. Well, you are going to go next anyway. Well, like I said, because I'd forgotten about all that stuff, my number one is Field of Fire. Yes. But now the more I think about it, I'm like, any moment from Game of Thrones, well, really? Well, I had that as my number one as well, but I, I was going to change it because, like, yeah, you wrote it down, then Nick made a good point. I can suggest two more that I think are really good, mm-hmm. and we can talk about them as well. Yeah. Because um, everyone knows a Field of Fire. And it's yeah. breathtaking. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, that entire last half an hour is excellent. Um... I really like the pirate battle when, um, uh, what's his name? Euron. Euron is yeah. really like storms the. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's probably the best pirate scene I've seen ever. Mm. <laughs> um, but maybe even better than that is finally, after seven seasons, Littlefinger was executed. Oh, oh yeah. And that's. Nice scene. Oh, that was a good scene. That's a great performance. Where the way she's like doing it yeah, is yeah. like, it's my sister. And it's yeah. Like, Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good How scene. How do you answer these charges? Yep. Littlefinger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she put on some sunglasses. Yeah. 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 Dun, dun. Uh, dun, 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 yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. the execution of the uh, makes me just want to watch because you were saying how you want to watch Lord of the Rings again. Yeah, we're gonna um, watch we should watch Game of Thrones again. Yeah, I'm actually gonna. We found a bunch of vouchers lying around, so we can pick it up this week. Mm. Just like we found some JB vouchers lying oh. around our house, so I was like, oh my god, so I'm gonna buy Game of Thrones this oh, week yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah, I actually was kind enough to get that as a Christmas gift for my. 
parents. These are from like last year. Like oh. I used my this year ones already, but I found I'm like, oh my god, we have more vouchers. Yeah. Oh no no, Game of Thrones. Oh Game of Thrones, yeah, I nice. one on Blu-ray. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Nice man. That's mm. the, okay. So that Ooh. is the best of television as voted by us. Uh, did you guys have any honorable mentions? Um, no. Probably. I mean, other than like, um, oh, actually, no, I do. Um, the, the Crown season two. Yep. Um, the uh, argument. Okay. No, I wouldn't say the... Actually, I wouldn't say the argument. I would say, and spoiler alert for those who haven't seen The Crown, um, but I mean, it's based on, like, real people, so I, their it. life is the spoiler alert. Uh, but the the Queen, when Elizabeth makes the discovery of the... Or the inclination that she has that Philip is uh, cheating on her, and she sees the portrait of the ballerina in his... Um, like suitcase and stuff like that, and so then the whole so what, season is like back a... in like the forties. Sketches. No, no, because no, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed ankles. to be porn. It's supposed to be like, and that's what makes it worse because it's not pornography. It's like a romantic. Mm. This is a pit photo of a woman that I love. Yeah. Not this is just a naked photo of some chick. Like mm. that would be better rather than this is you know someone who I have affection for, and she's like, oh shit, like, and then and then because the whole season like takes place over a few years. That happens in like one of the first episodes, and then the very last episode, she finally they finally address it, mm. and um, she's like, you know, um, is this or is this not going to work? And you know, like we can't get divorced because of, you know legal mm. ramification, and that whole like bit is just good. Again, it's still not as good as the one in season one, but it is still good because those two actors are just fantastic. Like, Claire is just brilliant as the queen. She does such a good job. Nice. Yep, so that's my honourable mention. I don't have any, by the way, so... Uh, I'm going to save mine for Best Discovery. Nice. Oh. Cool, so the next topic we're going to do is a bit different this year, because last year I found we introduced this concept for the first time because we just started the show. Um, and we had the very amusing mix-up where Nick just chose random things from different years that he loved watching. <laughs> and I was like, ah... Yeah, I should clear that, clear that up, I guess. Um, so we're doing something this year called Best Discovery of the Year, um, and essentially it's just a chance for us to talk about things that we happened upon that maybe we hadn't... That maybe, that some, they could have been out released last year if we wanted to, but they didn't have to be. And it was like, oh, I can't believe it took me four years to find this, but yeah. I love this, and I'm glad I want to talk about it. So uh, there was no kind of limit on it, but I, I only wrote four. Yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of keep it, you know... As, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but Grace Discoveries, do you want to start again? Do you want to mix up the yeah, order? Yeah, we'll keep the order going, I guess. Go for um, it. I had two. I'll just burn through them real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, well, the first one, which I started right at the start, was we've already spoken about it, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. was very quickly became like my replacement for The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really um, good. Just such a good sitcom, and you grow to love the characters. I, um, I'll say this about it as well, and I think I've said it on record before. Maybe the strongest pilot I've ever seen for a mm-hmm. show. Like, the pilot is really entertaining. Yeah. And it's like a really good, like, it's not like it got focus group, focus group to a different thing. It was like, this is what it is. Yeah. Neck minute, four or five seasons. Mm. Uh, And another one is a British show, which has been around for a few years, um, although it's still going, uh, called Line of Duty. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it, but it's uh, pretty popular. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's about an anti-corruption unit in the London police. Nice. So they are like the police who police... The police. Yeah. <laughs> nice. police if that's police. not the tagline, then <laughs> that's disappointing. Um, and it's got a great cast, and it's like if you like police corruption stuff, you know, like The Departed, mm. that kind of stuff. It's in that vein. It's 
really, really great. And it's, I think there's like four seasons out, so... Yeah, there are, yeah. yeah. Nice. Recommend cool. it. Nice. All right. Um, I just added two to my list that I remembered. Sure. So I now have three. Go for it. Uh, so one is um, a movie and the other two are TV shows. So the first one is uh, The Handmaid's Tale, the movie. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it was on Stan and um, I was trying to find how I could watch The Handmaid's Tale other than watching it on SBS Demand. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, I think I'll watch this. So I watched it and really liked it. Really, really liked it. So um, that was really cool. Uh, the second one is a British TV show called Friday Night Dinners. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I really, really liked. Like, I mean, I know that you've sort of stopped watching it. I mean, And I sort of, like, like, kept going with it. Well, I wasn't even that. Like, you just kind of watched it by yourself, and then we just never got went back to it, yeah. so. Um, but, but I do like it. It stars... Um, Will from Inbetweeners. Will from Inbetweeners. And Fran, Fran from, from Black Books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just this family every single Friday night they just get together for dinner and so it's just like this Hilarity high juice oh, yeah, 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 yeah. sort of thing that goes on. And it's just a really good show. Um, and then the third one is probably one that you've got on your list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a show that whenever I saw the the posters for, I was like, that looks like the shittiest show. It looks like Eastbound and Down or something like that, mm. which I haven't seen, which might be good. Because if I thought that about the Goldbergs, which is the third on my list. It's not on my list. Uh, it's not? No. Oh, there you go. But it is good. Um, so, yeah. So, I was really surprised by the Goldbergs because I thought it was going to be terrible. And that first episode... No, no. Just, it like, wasn't the first episode. I remember, was it? I remember the exact moment as well. Mm. It's crazy. Was it Choo Choo Train? It was the night that we were going to go see Guardians 2. Yeah. And we had like an hour to kill. I'm like, do you want to watch this Goldbergs show? And Tim was like, sure. And we put on the first episode. And I was... Oh, we got a phone call. We're going to give a quick pause. Well, that seems like a good place to cut it right now, guys. Who is calling on the phone? Will we ever find out? Probably. Maybe not. Um, that's the end of part one, guys. So stay tuned for part two right now. I'm not kidding. The next part is already available online, so check it out. We'll see you there.